According to my letter to you about a week ago Tuesday, we, we are entering into a, a season of transition, but, but we've got some weeks to go. And this time of year, there are seminal milestones we pass through each time, and we need to do that work t- uh, together. So, so onward in this moment, onward with this sermon and the road to Emmaus. We're just a week away from what's been variously called over the last 20 years, screen-free week 2023. Starts on May 1st, it runs for the following eight days, full week, when you're asked to turn off the variety of screens in your life. TV, smartphone, minimize the use of laptop, soak up the wonders of conversation, nature, and letter writing. Supporters of the enterprise are numerous. Fair Play, that is, the campaign for a commercial-free childhood, the UT Sociology Department, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the organization Let Grow. It's been around since 1994, but I imagine it was an especially hard sell during the COVID pandemic. The screen offers community with anonymity, reward without risk. It's just, it's just the anesthetic the culture ordered for you when it seems that everything is falling apart. The hundreds of streaming, streaming options attest to the ability of the medium to build smaller and smaller communities within a, an ever-widening viewing audience. And then, of course, there's church TV, evangelists, the, the church video, the stream. Now, the stream, of course, was fundamental staple for those seeking to maintain connection during the last three years. There are those who would have had no other Christian community to turn to if it were not for the the streamed liturgy into their living rooms, the the sick, the shut-in, the dying, those who work on weekends, those who choose the graveyard shift of course, if that's, if that's true, if they would have no other Christian community, it says a lot about us and where we were in that moment. I suppose we might watch a church stream looking for a friend or for entertainment. We might watch it to break the loneliness of our lives or watching hoping to belong. It might just play in the background for a season we might watch looking for answers, hopeful that churches would either be more direct in announcing or solving the mysteries of the faith. You may start watching for attention and the the love the screen seems to exude, but many might continue watching for the convenience, as in, why go to church when you can stay home, catch up on the dishes, laundry, start next week's project, update your homepage, and get religion all at the same time. So, some might watch for spite, just a ridicule, maybe curiosity, or for the promise, the assurance, for the worldview, definition, maybe even looking for Jesus, someone, anyone who might fill the void of your life. Absolutely, no doubt, some lives remain connected to the Christ Church community via every effort made to stream services into homes. But 
even in that moment, I wondered at times if the video medium itself was simply incompatible with an authentic experience of the gospel in the person of Jesus. The knowledge of Jesus and the experience of the Holy Spirit come when the people of God are assembled in community. The screen as medium only serves to reinforce the fragmentation of our community into islands of households and individuals. So the road to Emmaus, the disciples on the day of the resurrection are walking along a dirt road and lamenting the loss of their Lord, longing for his presence, looking for something, anything to fill the void that had been left. Stranger comes alongside of them, asks of their conversation, we know it's Jesus, but they are prevented from seeing who it is. Something gets in their way. And it's only later, as they gather with this stranger for a meal, and as the stranger breaks bread in their midst, only then do they recognize him for who he is. He said, this is but one of the reasons why the apostolic church, the first generation of reformers, and this church today are diligent in breaking bread when gathered for worship. It is there with assurance that the presence of our Lord is experienced, that there may be hints and glimmers on a hillside, hints and glimmers in the arms of someone you love, hints and glimmers in some great accomplishment of your life where you might think you see and feel the encouragement of Jesus, but here we know with assurance in this communal action that draws the people of God from all races and classes, all socioeconomic conditions here as the bread is broken, that Jesus meets his people, meets his disciples, and they become witnesses. Some years ago there was a, a parish in St. Paul, Minnesota began an effort at raising the profile of the Episcopal Church across the country entitled The Work, The Episcopal Ad Project. Maybe you saw some of the ads that came out of that work. That ad project very early on created a series of ads that contrasted the distracted draw of the TV medium with the life-giving draw of the Eucharist. In the first of those ads, it showed a simple black and white TV in the middle, nothing more, nothing less, and the caption read, you shouldn't have to go through channels to talk to God. So, so a, a real slam in its day on the idea of the work of TV evangelism. Several years later, another ad depicted the same black and white TV, only this time with an image of Jesus shown on the screen, the caption read, I think probably lamenting the number of hours that the young generation, maybe every generation, was spending in front of the screen. The caption read, did Jesus survive the crucifixion only to be nailed by the Nielsen ratings? Excuse me for that. Yeah, complicated, the one third time it came around as well, just a year or two later, uh, another ad, same TV, only this time the TV was dressed as an altar with a corporal and a single paramount 
and a paten with wafers and a chalice full of wine resting on the top. And the caption read, with all due regard to TV Christianity, have you ever seen a Sony that gave you communion? You know, these, these could be updated because these were all lively conversations we had in offices during the pandemic about how to do church during those years. It could be updated for the church's, the world's experience of COVID and the reliance that all momentarily had on the screen in their living room to be church for them. In some ways, it seemed it was all we had. But that was then. You know, this Easter Sunday, I began to feel that the tide had finally and de definitively turned. As a community, we were in many ways ready to be church again. The longing to be in community was as much about longing for the tactile presence of our Lord Jesus Christ as it was to be with other people. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven, says the celebrant as she presses the bread into your hand. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation, as his warming presence moves from cup to lips to throat to body. In the breaking of the bread they knew him. You may find aspects of Christ's inspiration in a variety of other areas. You may have found him, even hints of him, in the video streams that came into your living room. But he's promised to meet us in the sacrament here, in the midst of his gathered people. We walk with Jesus and his disciples down the road to Demaeus, never knowing it is our Lord whom we've encountered until it all comes together around the dinner table in the breaking of the bread. This is your spiritual food of new and unending life in him. This is your salvation. It's time, and I maybe speak to you, but especially to those who watch with us on a regular basis, it's time to make your weekly presence in the assembly a priority again. Come, come and eat. Come bring your burdens, bring your hearts, bring your praise, and know that you are in the presence, the very presence of our living Lord. Amen.